1: Also there's been speculation that Megan may be having a boy What can you tell us about this? Mm, So this has come from Thomas Markle Jr Who's pointed out that it's typical in their family For boys to be first born Hello and welcome to New Idea Royals, the only
0: podcast that takes us behind the scenes of palace life. I'm Rebecca Hyde and today we're going to talk about how the Queen put a stop to Harry and Meghan's split plans, Meghan's new ally, plus the word is she's having a baby boy. And joining us today to share all of her amazing knowledge is royal expert and
1: commentator Angela Mollard. Morning, Beck. How are you going? Very well. Lots more, as always, on this uh Royal family, aka Soap Opera Windsor.
0: (laughs) Certainly is. Um, So let's kick off with how Meghan and Harry had some pretty strong ideas about how they wanted to run their lives, but the Queen wasn't happy.
1: Mm, So, obviously, they're moving to Frogmore Cottage. So, geographically, they're splitting from Kensington Palace, where uh, William and Kate live. So, in in having this sort of change, they wanted to then set up their own office, but more than set up just their own uh, PR office and communications department they very much wanted to sort of develop a brand Sussex, Mm. a philanthropy and humanitarian arm that would advance their own uh, causes and the things that they care about. Now – Great idea in principle, yes. but you have to be very careful within the royal family that the uh, attention goes to people according to their hierarchy. So of the queen course. obviously gets uh, number one spot, then Prince Charles, then of course yep. pr- Prince William. Now Meghan has this ability to sort of uh, spin gold and celebrity over everything <laughs> she does, and I think there was probably some fear that in starting up something like this, this yep. um, you know, kind of a Mal ish um, and Ange- and um, Angelina a Jolie-style position in the world that she could actually overshadow. And these are my yes. words. This isn't that the Queen has said, you know, we're yes, not, not going to have totally um, Angelina Part uh, Mark 2. <laughs> I think this is how I see it is that the Queen has vetoed this because – this is a family. They have to work together as a team and their communications and PR departments have to liaise with each other. So of what course. she's done is she said, we, you, you're not setting this department up out at Windsor, which mm-hmm. is where Frogmore Cottage is. You, it's going to be part of Buckingham Palace yes. um, press team. But this is quite significant because the boys, uh, William and Harry, have always worked together. Uh, they've they've been you know they're in their thirties now. They've always had aligned teams. Their Twitter and um, Instagram accounts all come under Kensington, the Kensington Royal um, uh, handle. This means that they are going in separate directions now. This shouldn't be interpreted as a massively divisive thing. It's quite you don't nor- think so? No, no. I, I don't. Look, I think there's a lot is being made of it this way. These are men in their thirties. Yeah. Uh, William is going to be the king uh, eventually. Harry's not, they are going to have quite separate interests and Mm. they're going to have separate households. What the Queen evidently doesn't want is sort of two separate courts. And if you remember back to, you know, Henry VIII's time and that sort of thing, the court was everything. The court, uh, you know, very devious, manipulating um, different courts uh, organised, you know, that's when people were beheaded because members of the court got <laughs> frustrated. <laughs> Times have changed. I'm not going to say that in <laughs> so, you know, anyone's game. But they have different interests and they have different impetuses. And I think that to separate them is a perfectly normal thing to do. Their families are growing. Um, you know, William and Kate now have yep. three children as they get older. Um, th- that becomes sort of almost like a different brand sure. to, to Meghan and... Harry's brand, but I think the Queen has been very careful. She said that Meghan and Harry will now move under the Buckingham Palace um, sort of overarching team and so that their PR person will now answer to – well, not answer to, but communicate right. with okay. the Buckingham Palace uh, comms and PR team, which obviously represents the, the, um, the Queen – Prince Charles through Clarence House has something similar. He still goes through and works through um, Buckingham Palace. So I think it's. A should, I should, as I say, I don't think it should be seen as devices, a device. If I think it should be seen as practical, but yep. the Queen is clearly keeping a strong arm yes, on how, it, yes. it, it, it's guiding very much how it's going to operate. They're not allowed to go rogue. And do you think it's the right decision? I do actually. I think yeah. it's really smart. I think someone of Meghan's status and previous star performance has the ability to position herself very yep. much as as I said an Angelina or an Amal now nothing matters more with the royal family that that brand is cohesive there mm. can't be a sort of off we saw with Diana um, after that you know she did tremendous work with landmine victims with um with people with AIDS but it became a tit for tat. As uh, so, Charles's work was completely overshadowed by Diana's because she was yeah. so beautiful, so. Yeah. So, so so photogenic. So her landmines work was in Angola and various other places. She she owned the stage and she and she had the paparazzi following her. So Charles's. Very um, progressive work within sustainability, environmentalism. All forgotten about. nothing. Yeah. There was no co- – when I lived in London in the 90s, there was just no coverage of that. There. No one was interested nothing. in it. And as it happens, you know, those things have become incredibly relevant now. He was yeah. a, a very forward-thinking man. And yet it must have been so frustrating to him to be overshadowed. I think – it serves us all well to have a cohesive royal family where their yeah. work, their their philanthropic, their um, relatable and purpose driven mm-hmm. work uh, on a global stage is managed under largely the same brand. We don't want to see a royal family that where pages and pages of uh, um, are just devoted to the, the, the sort of machinations within the family. The Queen needs it to be cohesive. I want it to be. You know, these are going to Same, be the last yes, years of her reign. Definitely. I want her to feel some pride. She's yeah. had tremendous difficulties. You know, in, in throughout her reign, she's had the, you know, the year that she said she it was her Anna horribilis. She's got some, uh, some sort of um, stability back within the family. We don't know what's going to happen with the Meghan and Harry marriage. There is a tremendous. Pressure on them, I think. I think there, we, there really is. Yes. I think Kate and William, nature of Kate and the person she is, she is devoted to her family. They had a lot of time together before they married. Yeah. We know that's a great determinant of, of successful relationships. I think they have quite a different relationship. They seem safe and secure. I don't necessarily think that that is the case with Meghan and Harry. I'm not saying that it, that, that they no, would naturally but split, but I think, I think it's really important to manage things cautiously. Uh, yeah. that's not to say Megan can't uh, work independently and that she cannot use her m- multiple talents. Um, her, she's a tremendous public speaker. She genuinely has a humanitarian heart. She will do enormous good in the world, but it's fine to be under the umbrella of the that's, royal family. Yeah, of course, of course.
0: And we've also heard Megan has a new member of staff. What can you tell us about her? She has.
1: Sarah Latham, this is a political heavyweight. So she is their new um, head of communications. She's... um Incredibly experienced. She worked uh, on the Hillary camp at Clinton's 2016. Oh, okay. Um, wow. Political campaign. She's also worked for President Clinton. She's worked for Barack Obama. She's uh, oh, American-born, okay. but she's uh, so she's American-born, but she has dual citizenship. So she has also worked for uh, British politicians such as Tessa Jowell. Most recently, she was taken on by Freud's, which is a huge PR company yep. in the in the UK, um, and she was working on global brands and partnerships and uh, very much aligned with Meghan and Harry's thinking. She was only sort of appointed to that vice president position within that company back in August 2018. So someone has cleverly poached her to work alongside Meghan and Harry. I think it's very clever. I think, you know, she's an, an, an incredibly CD. intelligent woman. Yes, she's, um, you know, to work in a, at a political level and all the machinations within that kind of world means that she's really well placed. I mean, some people are saying that she's a perfect... Um, Appointment because she will head off some of the you know racist and sexist attacks that have um, occurred with the Duchess yep. and that oh, she okay, will William. see those off. You know that's just been some of the the conversation. Um, but I think a very smart appointment. Uh, she's clearly a diplomat. She yep. she needs to work with back, Buckingham Palace as we've talked about. So and and also she will understand Meghan's sensibilities as an American and the fact that the baby their baby will have. Um, Potentially dual nationality as well, having an American mother. So I think it's a very smart, aligned, well-aligned move. Um, and I think that yeah, it'd be interesting to watch. And yeah. gosh, can she just retain her though? We know she's
0: lost three <laughs> members say, of staff. Hopefully, this one's going to yeah, stay. we want this one to, to be there for
1: a while. But um, <laughs> um, I think it's you know it, it, it's good. It's a, it's a sound thing to be happening and a calm. You know what you really want with these people is is. Um, a safe pair of hands but a rigorous intellect to back it up. I mean, these are particularly unusual people. Mm.
0: So I think she'll be good brilliant. And am I right in saying there's some speculation that the Cambridges and the Sussexes, very popular
1: social media accounts, may be split? Look, I think there is every likelihood that they will split their accounts. At the moment, the Royal Family have accounts on social media to share important information. So they have um, Royal Family, which is the Queen, Clarence House, which is uh, Charles and Camilla, and Kensington Palace, which is called Kensington Royal, which uh, is Instagram and Twitter. They have huge followings and both the Sussexes and the Cambridges uh, disseminate what they're doing through those accounts. As to whether they'll split, I think it's quite likely. Uh, a palace sources apparently said Harry and Megan have their own patronages, their own endeavours, and of course their own identity. So they will need to decide along with their new team how best to convey all of this to the people around the world who are interested in their work. And that same comment was it is likely that they are going to have their own social media platforms. The difficulty wow, comes a big step. It is a big step. Yeah. Um they've been very aligned. Uh it, it, it's interesting their main charitable body the um, royal foundation whether they remain obviously as joint patrons of that and whether how that work is publicized probably just through their individual accounts i imagine yeah. but also if you remember the mental health charity heads together has been incredibly important mm. to them and they've been able to publicize that on the one um, platform yeah. interestingly though what happens if they split who takes all the followers Oh, of course. Yes. How's that see who work? retains Kensington Royal. Ah. It'll have to be Prince William. So yes. then Meghan like and Harry so. would have to build up their own um, following again, wouldn't they? I don't Being think that'll be any problem. Interesting to see, though. <laughs> it's a, it's yes. interesting to see what,
0: what happens. Keep an eye on that one. Um, but there are times where it helps that they're on the same account, don't you think? Um, they put over a very moving message on Instagram recently.
1: Oh, they absolutely did. They um, are following the massacre in. Um, Christchurch, they both of them put out a beautiful, oh gosh it was, they put out actually a really, they just put out an image of the New Zealand flag and they said our hearts go out to the families and friends of the people who lost their lives in the dev- devastating attack in Christchurch and then they went on to say that all four of them had been fortunate yeah. to spend time in Christchurch and that no person should ever fear attending a sacred place of worship. I mean it was quite a long message. They, they talked about the Muslim community, they talked about the people of New Zealand. I mean obviously it's a Commonwealth country yeah. that they oversee. What i really Really loved about it as a New Zealander from birth, is that they finished it off with a Maori phrase, which is Kia Kaha, which means uh, be strong in, oh, in Maori. Lovely. So I think there are times when that aligned message through their singular account. Yeah. Uh, really really sort of drives home a message it's from the four of them it's cohesive back to what i was saying earlier i think it's really important so i would hope even if they split their social media that there is some uh facility for them to continue to to, at certain times present their messages in alignment
0: yeah um and yet there's times when the couple's various projects conflict we hear there's a
1: war the roses Ange. well look that's my name for it (laughs) (laughs) and And i I like that i I like it because they're they're, um exhibiting that's sponsoring uh, different exhibits at the Chelsea Flower Show, which, if you have ever lived in England, is the most massive event. The great and the good are all involved in it. It, it, It's it's beautiful. It's enormous. Um, Now, Kate has designed a classically English garden with... A waterfall, a little tree house. It's Lovely. supposed to be a return to nature feel. Beautiful. A little campfire where you can children can Sounds toast, very cute, our, yes. It is. Toast marshmallows. I mean I think Winnie the Pooh is probably just sitting under <laughs> next to a log somewhere. But interestingly of course, um, Megan and Harry have sponsored an African-inspired conservation garden. Oh, so they okay. have yes, solar yes. panelling, they have um, state-of-the-art irrigation, they have crop-resistant plants. But Something a little bit different, yes. But of course, you can't have these competing gardens <laughs> because Kate's the one that's actually you know designed her one. So apparently I've read that when it came to publicising it, Harry and Megan's garden was not allowed to be publicised. Kate's garden had to get the greater publicity. Oh. So... But isn't it emblematic of their different natures? Can you imagine yes. anything more? you know the, I just think sometimes images encapsulate people, and the That's african so inspired true. conservation yep. garden versus the yep. genteel English, pastoral, <laughs> you know tree hutton and um, yep. and toasting marshmallows on a campfire is is so very. Quintessentially English, isn't it? I love yes, it, it. Anyway, really, really but is. isn't it great? We don't want them to be the same. We don't want them no, to be doing don't. exactly the we same thing. We want them thing. to be individuals, exactly, definitely, and that's what makes it interesting.
0: <laughs> and moving on, there's baby news, and it's not Megan's. So what news is this, Ange?
1: Well, Lena Tyndall, the second child of uh, Zara Phillips and Mike Tyndall, obviously the rugby mm-hmm. player, player uh, they've christened their daughter. She's nine months. Interestingly, she was at the heaviest royal baby born in 100 years. She was nine pound three ounces, which was bigger than Louis. She was born a short time after him. Interestingly, Prince Harry was her godfather. And at the um, christening earlier this week in Gloucestershire, the Queen turned up. Prince Harry and Meghan turned up. Um, Kate and William weren't there. They had been doing some St. Patrick's Day and some... rugby events so there was all sorts of things going on for them but yeah lovely and it was pouring with rain that was the other funny thing poor, poor queen was <laughs> course, you know was under England. England. Yeah, exactly <laughs>
0: <laughs> and what does a godfather actually involve in the world of the royals Ange? this is interesting isn't it
1: so they tend to have loads of them like it's it's well, not yeah, like, like six, or six or i know seven or they do ridiculous. like yeah. it kate and williams children have seven i think george has the most Then charlie i think he has seven yeah Charlotte has five and Louis has six, so there's plenty of them. I actually used to live um, in the same building as one of Prince Charles' godchildren. And uh, she she's an author in the UK and very well-to-do. Um, and she used to receive uh, endless, like, beautiful white stiff envelopes from the... From Prince Charles, you could see what, you know, it had um, uh, Clarence House or Buckingham Palace on the back of it. And I was always, you know, I'm a journalist. I was desperate to <laughs> steam open these envelopes <laughs> and see what, see, you know, presumably what Prince Charles was sending to his goddaughter. <laughs> but you know, it's 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 um it's a. Position that you know you were supposed to be godly, which I think we can now yep. say Harry is closer to that than he was perhaps maybe a decade yes, ago. Yes, up. But would be a wonderful that? godfather, oh, you know. He'd, just, he'd be so dedicated, I think, and yeah, so he's great. A great children. choice by um, by uh, Zara and her husband, because I think you know second children generally are uh, quite animated, and I think that although their first daughter Mia Tindall, oh, is one she's of my the favourite she, no, children, she's, she's delicious. She's a funny little one. So I think you know that <laughs> they are. They're going to be fun kids. I think that's a great yes. pairing putting Harry um, as godfather in there. <laughs> and
0: speaking of babies, Megan is due to have another baby shower in England. Who will be on the guest list? I
1: don't know. and Will uh, but Kate I th- be going? Uh, look, this is interesting. <laughs> Doria Ragland is said to be going. Victoria Beckham's said right. to be going. I think Kate absolutely will go. I think it'll be small. I don't think we'll hear much about it. I think yep. the fact that the largesse and the, you know, homemade yes, biscuits and yes. the star-studded cast and the fancy hotel and the, you know, kind of gardens that full again. of flowers, you can't do that part too. So I think it will yep. be very quiet, you know, amid a, a cup of tea in the middle of a Tuesday afternoon <laughs> in some room at at either KP or, or you know, perhaps they'll wait until they're into Frogmore Cottage. Oh, but yeah, that would make sense. Yeah, yeah, but I think it's... Look, I don't think there's any wrong thing wrong with her having one... um little or gathering. In, ..in that area, but, yeah, it'd be interesting to say. But I don't think we'll see people going in and out. I think it'll be one of those things, that, and there certainly won't Private. be, yeah. you know, massive cots delivered or, or plastic toys. <laughs> I think yeah, it'll be it'll be very subdued. Um, and also there's
0: been speculation that Megan may be having a boy. What can you tell us about this? Hmm so this has
1: come from uh, Thomas Markle Jr. who's pointed out that it's typical in their family for boys to be first born. Um, uh, he's first born in his family, his grandfather apparently, his uh, grandfather apparently had boys, and he himself has had two boys first. so he's um, speculating that I'm not sure if that's um. So true, because if you think about it, it the, the gender comes from the man anyway. It comes from male sperm. That determines whether or not you have a boy or a girl. So I think Prince Harry is obviously not part of the Markle family. So interesting concept, but I, I tend to shoot that one down. But, you know, nice and nice for the people are speculating. Um, yeah, it's you know, fun. We'll know before too long.
0: Exactly. And finally, Meghan's fashion choices have been compared to someone very famous.
1: Yes, they have. Jackie O. So she stepped out oh, twice yes. recently. Um, she So she went to the Commonwealth uh, service, the De Commonwealth Day service, yeah. wearing a white dress and a white coat, but that white pillbox hat, which was so yes. um, resonant of Jackie O. But then also at the Tyndall's christening for Lena, yeah. she wore an amazing kind of brownie burgundy, very Jackie O. In fact, if you look on online, you, there's all these pictures of Jackie O pregnant, wearing virtually the same type of coat as Megan Norton. that's on purpose. Look I think what the I've read is that that coat was actually vintage it was from a a store called um, Vintage William I think and it's it's a favourite of Amal Clooney and she likes that kind of mixing it up with modern designers and a bit of vintage so look I think Megan puts a lot of thought into her outfits and I mean it did look fantastic it was this really interesting colour and great you know we want people that are are fashionable and stylish and interesting and again different you know um, point of difference with with Kate in fact although I loved what Kate was wearing. She wore that oh, the bright, purple, b- the purple blouse yeah, and the really that. long pants. She looked very different. She for looks her. great in pants. She's always yeah. wearing these sort of dresses to those just long below legs. The, the knees. And she looks, oh, look, those pictures were beautiful. She yeah, was playing I with young them. children and she is just such a natural mum, isn't she? I mean, yeah, she, she really is. She you reminds me of Diana with the nursery, um, you know, working in, when she yeah. worked in nursery schools. And in fact, when I saw that image of her playing with the little, um, little um, toddler I just it just felt like she was Diana part too I mean of course she's not she's her own woman but it's she no, I know exactly genuinely mean, adores yeah. children and I think we're going to Definitely. see her work more and more in that field. We know that yeah. um, you know, she's worked postnatal depression with, with um, uh, access to education for children, um, for good uh, antenatal care and that sort of thing. So I think we'll see her her, her blossom in this area, which is great because yet yeah. again it's probably not an area. Megan is going to be probably far more international, feminism, education yeah. for, um, for women, um, yeah. you know, sustainability, African um, charity that sort of thing as in alignment with um, with Harry so I think yeah. you know, it's great that they're different
0: Yeah, totally agree Well that brings us to the end of our podcast today Thanks so much for joining us today Ange That was fascinating as usual and thanks everyone for listening For more on the Royals please go to newidea.com.au our Facebook page New Idea Royals and of course please check out our latest Royal Mini Mag in the current issue of New Idea